Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, June 3rd. I'm Sarah Wright. The Board of Supervisors took a look at tax relief options for small cannabis farmers with an eye toward passing the tax burden on to farms larger than 10,000 square feet yesterday. And law enforcement critic David Aster called in to critique the board and the sheriff for the quality of their discourse during last month's discussion about the proposed audit. Public Health Officer Dr. Andy Corrin called in to tell the board that Mendocino County's yellow tier status is being adjudicated due to some unfavorable metrics. Supervisor Ted Williams shared his thinking about tax relief, particularly for growers who reduce operations during the drought. This item calls for asking staff to come back with some options to transition the tax to so that the larger cultivators uh, pick up the burden. And the hope is we can focus on environmental neighborhood Um, uh, compliance rather than uh, putting another obstacle in place, which may be holding folks back from entering the legal market. Supervisor Glenn McCordy wondered who would pick up the burden. There probably is a case that bigger growers, if they've got the capacity to pay more, we can take a look at that. But I kind of agree with Supervisor Hasjack at the moment. We don't have big growers, so there's no one to pass this off to. Paul Hansbury shared an anecdote about his experience. In my case, I actually filed a, a non-operation or notice of stay saying that I wasn't going to be cultivating, but I still had to was billed and, and was charged with paying the cultivation tax, and I had to pay a um, $341.81 fee just to appeal it. Um, the, the taxation should be uh, based on what is actually sold on gross receipts, because once this program will get up and running. It will be, you know, smooth itself out. And when that happens, you're going to need further adoption of these thousands of people that have yet to come to the table. And you need to incentivize them instead of penalizing them. At the moment, the tax relief plan is very much in the planning stage. I have direct the cannabis program manager to work with the treasury tax collector and planning and building services to identify opportunities to bring fairness and parity with other counties and shift the burden of cannabis cultivation taxation to larger farms should they materialize and come back with ideas for providing tax relief um, for the drought. And then I need the last line one more time. To encourage cultivators to reduce size during low water conditions. Cannabis is inextricably linked to law enforcement, which will not be subject to an outside audit anytime soon. David Aster provided a recap and analysis of last month's audit proposal. I thought that it was a really good example of bad communication. I understand that public safety is a sensitive topic, but, you know, I think that a thorough outside audit of departments that have never had any, it's not something taken lightly, but getting the details of where our taxes go shouldn't be that controversial. A detailed examination of how our tax money is used might show that there are actual difficulties and hardships that public safety departments are facing. But instead of a reasonable discussion, the board was accused of wanting to defund the sheriff's life work, take jobs away from his crew. Now the presentation by the group favoring an audit pointed out how anecdotal evidence is often used in place of data when there's requesting for funding by the sheriff. And the sheriff responded that he is literally fighting a dragon with a needle which is exactly the kind of statement the presentation noted was often used. So the conversation veered here and there and it seemed to fall apart. You know, the board spent much of their time defending themselves and the sheriff instead of asking productive questions. Um, Chair Jurdy suggested maybe it was even the Democrats' fault for bringing the issue to the board. 
and that maybe they should deal directly with the sheriff instead. Maybe the public should go to the sheriff. And on the pandemic front, Corin shared some ambiguous news. As of Tuesday morning, we were assigned to the yellow tier for the fifth week. Note that the assignment is still being adjudicated for the following reasons. Mendocino average case rate from May 16th to 22nd was six per day, a red tier metric. Our test percent positivity was 4.5%, an orange tier metric. Our testing rate was 220, which is slightly less than the state average of 255. Our vaccine rate shows 63% or at least partially vaccinated compared to the state average of 64.6%. Hospitalizations and ICU admissions have also increased during this time. As of last night, we had seven in the hospital, four of whom were in the intensive care unit. Note this represents two weeks of metrics meeting the lower tier status. So we could be moved back, which would mean more limited capacities for events, as well as closures for saunas, hot tubs, and indoor bars, which do not serve food. In the past week, our case rate was down a little bit to 2.9. This is without a seven day lag. I would expect these metrics will worsen after Memorial Day and then after graduation and July 4th celebrations. We are also surrounded by counties who are experiencing or recovering from surges due to variants, and we ourselves have seen more variants of concern, though none have been associated with outbreaks yet. I spoke on Friday the 28th with our CDPH representative and epidemiologists, and they acknowledge a reticence to move us backwards since we're so close to the retirement of the blueprint. Whatever the state's decision regarding our tier assignment, we are already increasing our contact investigation, contact tracing teams activity, including site visits where high-risk exposures have occurred for evaluation and increased training. Additionally, we're increasing our messaging for people to get tested and get vaccinated and plan their activities safely, especially for those who are unvaccinated, which is 100% of all the new cases. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.